Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Seds and Sandals, a PNE podcast by the Lancashire Post. This week we discuss the defeat to Blackburn Rovers, look ahead to Barnsley and Gentry Day, talk the youth team in the Central League, and answer some questions sent in to us. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome to Seds and Sandals. My name is Tom Sandals, and with me, as always, is Dave Seddon. Dave, how are we? I'm very good, thank you, Tom. Good, good. Having a having a decent week so far. Have we recovered yet from from Monday? Monday was awful. Yeah, didn't enjoy that. Did four one defeat to Rovers one little bit. Got better yesterday. We're recording this on Wednesday. Yeah. Yesterday, North End won the Central League title. Woo. I went to Fleetwood <laughs> to to watch them win that game three two and. Uh, a beautiful day. I mm. thought I was going to come away on with the Filed Coast. Yeah, yeah. Costa del Cod. Yeah, yeah. I thought <laughs> I thought I was going to come away from uh, with sunstroke. I tell you, the yeah. sun was absolutely beating down on my head. So, well, we'll we'll jump straight into it. Uh, Blackburn Rovers. Do we have to? <laughs> yeah, it's it's that's ther- the only reason. Yeah, we do. Bit, we kind of have to. It's a bit of therapy. This. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, North End started poorly. Mm-hmm. Uh, got punished. Mm-hmm. Kind of got themselves back into it, then got punished some more, and then got punished and punished and punished. And that was basically the 90 minutes of yeah. just North End getting battered. Yeah. Um, Sam Gallagher scored after nine minutes. Mm. Uh, that yeah. It set the tone, really, yeah. that, didn't it? One thing you know? I'll say, f- before we start pulling North End's uh, performance apart, I'm not going to be churlish here, I'm going to actually say that, yeah, how, ha- that how well Blackburn played on the night. Very I'll give them credit for that. Darby rivalry to one side. Mm. I thought they were very good. I thought Mowbray got his tactics absolutely spot on. He went back to a four-three-three system for the first time since November, I believe. Something mm. November, December. He, he's I always, think it was some of the fans were calling out yeah, for as well. He'd been playing, you know, and he decided to try it for this, freshened it up, and mm. basically everything North End that did wrong, Rovers got right. Mm. You know, like the pressing, the, the movement of the ball. The, the pressing, way, I the thought, way, was brilliant. There yeah. was one point where mm. the ball came to a North End defender and there was there was four Rovers yeah. players just swarming on them. They were they were all over North End. They had loads of energy. And so sometimes we do get with our team playing badly. If they play badly, you, t- you start blaming everything that happened on that. And yeah. You pull it apart. And sometimes... You, uh, it just seems like you're giving the opposition no credit at mm. all. It was, but the there's a, a team doesn't go somewhere and win four yeah. one. Yeah, basically, yeah. North End were poor, mm-hmm. very poor. But that also needs for a team to go and win four one. It also needs them to play very well. Yeah. I thought I thought Blackburn were very good. Yeah, I thought the Pains midfield. Me to say it, but yeah, 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 I thought the midfield. Travis Rothwell, Buckley just yeah ran the game pretty much. I thought not. Um, Blackburn was solid at the back. 
you know, Lenehan playing a bit out of position at right back was never really troubled. No. Um, and even a, a quiet night for Brayton and, and Gallagher, really, despite Gallagher getting a goal, yeah. they were still both relatively quiet, yeah. but enough of a threat that enabled the rest of the team. I suppose that's what you're after, well, isn't came it? came from midfield, didn't mm. they? A lot, of, a lot of it. But um, you said North End, actually, <laughs> I, I, I said it in our little video piece that we did for the website straight after the game that mm. first couple of minutes it was fine for all of that it sounds like I'm really grasping at straws here and it is but first couple of minutes were fine Harry Pickering the Blackburn left back got a booking after 52 seconds yeah, for, bring, for bringing Pat Potts Bradley Potts down on the, on the right and you know first couple of minutes North End were knocking it around they looked alright but mm. even from that point onwards they sort of dropped off a thought and I think Blackburn's first goal came after nine minutes, which is early in a game, but they've probably been on top for a good five or six minutes building up to it. Yeah. You know, you thought, well, they're having the better of this so far, the shade in this. Mm. So the, the manner of the goal, the, the way it came was disappointing, but they were on top at the time and yeah. they stayed on top. Yeah, North End had a little patch around the time they scored um, and a little bit afterwards. But, you know, if you were to split that game up into sections, probably... Out the 90, Rovers were probably by far the better side for 75 minutes of it. North End had patches probably, you know, build, adding together probably a 15 minutes where yeah. they were at times were okay and a little bit, you know, had a little bit of possession. They had more possession over the game, but really didn't do anything with it. Yeah, first goal, North End kind of switched off free kick from the left. It hits the post and uh, Gallagher heads it in. Isn't yeah, it? I think, yeah, the actual, the, the free kick was a good one. Diaz's header? Diaz's header across goal. Do you know what, post, when it yeah. first happened, I thought it was almost going to be a re- repeat of, of the, the away game mm-hmm. where... It's one really good cross. Diaz, little glancing header right into the yeah, corner. He did yeah. this very similar thing and hit the post. Yeah, but it came off the far post, bounced back across goal. And I've watched the, you know, watched the footage, the highlights since. And there's probably three or four North End players in that six-yard box who don't react very quickly. Mm. And Gallagher, obviously, they're facing their own goal, so you got to be careful. But Gallagher's got the impetus just to lean forward and nod it into the net, you know. Mm. So could they have done a little bit better there as it came off the post? Could they have reacted better? Probably yes. Mm. Second goal, Rovers broke from around the halfway line over yeah. by the dugouts, brought it in field. And once it got to Buckley... Sepp's kind of... He's made a bit of a tackle, just not yeah. got enough on it. Yeah. And he's just got a lot of room between the defence and the midfield, hasn't yeah. he, Buckley? Buckley's got a lot of space without yeah. a challenge going into him. Hits a good shot. It does clip Andrew Hughes, which at the time, in real time, I didn't notice. No, I didn't. But watching the replay, it does. And I think probably that little bit of touch takes it away into the just, bottom corner. Yeah, it just takes it onto the post, doesn't it? It yeah. just puts it that extra... It does look like Daniel Everson slowed down to it, but I don't think he is. I think... Probably the projection of the shot initially, he might have got to that, but that little nick, I'm not saying it was a massive deflection, mm. but it did make a bit of a difference. But and I'm not I'm not sort of saying oh it was a lucky goal or something because no, Buc- Buckley's he was a good strike, hit it well and it's, it's the old if you don't buy a lottery ticket, yeah. you don't win and it, prizes, it's gone off yeah. it's gone off the inside of the post, so that yeah. little nick probably takes it just that far away yeah. from Everson. Like mm. Everson you can't do much more than if a ball hits the post and goes in like you can't get more precise than that no. you can't get any further away from the goalkeeper and still go in yeah. so it's sort of one of them but then North End get a reply North End's probably only decent-ish passing move Cunningham comes in from the left uh, spreads it out to 
Brown who cuts inside, hits on his left foot. He's aiming for the far corner, isn't he? And it comes off a body and yeah. goes in at the near post. So even with the goal, was a bit of fortune there, I yeah. suppose, from Pierney. Again, though, don't buy you know buy a lottery ticket. Yeah, yeah. You get the prize. It was yeah, it was Cunningham came inside from from the left. I think he exchanged passes with DJ. Found found Brown. He seemed to have had to dig it under his out of his feet a little bit. Coming coming inside onto his weaker left foot, mm. but he, he hit it. You really say he was trying to curl it into the far corner. As keeper is like going that way. Sheffield Wednesday was it? Yeah, was it that one or Huddersfield, Huddersfield. where he's kind of coming as a as a wing back? Yeah, similar sort of situation where he's tried to cut inside and just mm. find the far corner. Hit Scott Wharton on the chest and mm. sort of re- redirected the ball. Quite, it was on target. His shot, mm. but the, the deflection redirected it into another part of the net, up into the roof of the net, and uh, we thought that 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 should have been a psychological blow for Rovers that because when they were two or three seasons ago when North End won 3-2 it was the same scenario they'd scored twice early doors North End came back to win 3-2 and some of those players will have played in that game who played on Monday night and really North End should have taken advantage there you know Rovers should have been thinking oh blimey this happened to us three years ago you know like um, but as it was You, yeah, you get back to 2-1. Didn't really get a sense of it, no, though, did you? No, you've got, you got to get game management. you got yeah. to manage it. What North End, you know, if they weren't going to equalise, you needed to keep it 2-1 through to half-time. Mm. But they didn't. And within... They threw themselves a lifeline. It was, you know, with Brown's goal. Someone chucked them the, you know, the life ring. Yeah, yeah. And they chucked it back onto the shore, <laughs> yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Seven <laughs> minutes later, seven or eight minutes later, it's not a long... But they conceded, you know, gave away another free kick. The, you know the, the the position of the goal. It was either Pickering was going to try and take it left foot over the wall into the near corner, yeah. or they had Rothwell ready to chip it over to the back post. He did the latter, mm. sort of lifted quite a nice little bit of disguise on it, but just a you know a bit of a sand wedge of a pass, wasn't mm. it? If you're using a golf golf term, but bugbear yours, and you know it's something you brought yeah. up at the time. All three, all three North End centre halves. We're in the wall, yeah, and you're left with Lenehan, who's a big, aggressive fruit of a centre half yeah. at the back, with, with Emil Reese. You know, like now Reese is good in 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 the opposition box, and he's got the height. But you know, should you have your defenders defending like that? If no. you had, if you had, <laughs> if you had a Bauer or a Hughes on the back post for a yeah, step, yeah. would yeah. would would Lenehan have got the jump on him? Exactly. Really or would it have been as easy? Because all he had to do was kind of steer it. It might yeah. even if he still wins the header, it might yeah. be harder. He might not be able to direct yeah. it the same. Like for me, I don't think Emil Reese wins enough headers in in the final third. No. Never mind in his own box. Is that his game? Is, it's probably not his. Yeah, it's probably yeah. not his game, is it? You so, know, like for for all this, Reese is like six two, whatever he is, six three. Mm. You know, so his strength is on the floor. You yeah, know, like yeah. It doesn't like, matter. It doesn't matter if you are tall or not. It's what spring you've got on. And uh, you to know, me, if, like, yeah. if he's going to put that ball over the wall and into the top corner, mm. I can't see a couple of inches making a difference. No. I can't, it's going to go more than a couple. Like there's there's very few times where it's skimming someone's hair and going into the top corner. Yeah. Mm. There's a bigger gap that you bring it up and down from. Yeah. So why not go? Put Reese in the wall. Mm. You're not losing a lot of height for a yeah. start. Put Potts in you know, which yeah, was, yeah. Potts. You, know. you could have Ben Whiteman, who's yeah. about six foot. Yeah. You know, and Brown. Brown Brown's, Brown, not far Brown's off. got a bit of height. Yeah, yeah. So, and and if yeah. he's jumping as well, he's got a decent spring to him. Yeah. So then you can have your three centre halves in the box. Mm. You, you're not losing loads. If he's going to score and put it over the wall, he's going to score no matter yeah. who's in the wall. Mm. I think. I think. So 
the, your next option is who's going to defend the box. Yeah. And you lose more by having those centre-halves out of the box yeah. than you do by having them out of the wall, if Definitely. that makes sense. Yeah. I, so I don't, I, I didn't understand that. Um, Lenehan just had it too easy. Like, I, I saw someone on Twitter kind of blaming Reese and I had this conversation with them. I don't really blame Reese. No, no. I, he shouldn't be marking him. No. Mm. You know, I, I, I'm not going to blame a, a striker who likes to run in behind for not winning a defensive okay. header at the far post against an international centre-half. Like, yeah. it, it's one of those. The issue for me, yes, Reese maybe could have done better, but that's not his game. That's no, not his strength. Not you know, game, if no. it's Bauer, yeah, mm. fine. But I just don't see why yeah. I don't see why he's picking him up, yeah. and I, I, it just didn't make sense to me. It's the same against Millwall when Murray Wallace scored for them. It was, it mm. was Potts he got above. Mm. So you, you've got to be looking at your centre halves taking a little bit more responsibility, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I didn't understand it. Mm. But then um, Rovers get a fourth. Yeah. Uh, you know, as you said, they get they get the third just with all half time. You, you make it so much harder for yourselves yeah. mm. coming out in the second half, but. The main thing is don't concede early, you know, maybe build a little bit of pressure, get back into the game. And then Lewis Travis takes one touch, turns Andrew Hughes inside out yeah. and slots it. First goal for two years, he yeah. took it well. I think the worst thing for me was the fact that the origin of it was a throwing over in front of us on the finish mm. side. Quick throwing to, to Diaz, who, who's got, without really being challenged, brings it quite away in field without, you know, yeah. without having to, you know, cross field without really being challenged or, you know, at least sort of diverted away from goal. And he just slips a quite a basic pass in for Travis, who makes a nice run. Mm. Nice first touch, takes it past Hughes, but probably a bit too easily. Yeah, I thought and it was a fairly simple touch. He's just been, yeah. It's just a positive yeah. touch. And to be fair, Travis finished it quite then. I called it a simple finish but in my match report, but looking back on it, he actually, you know... He finished it quite well. The probably mm. the natural as he was running through, the natural way would have been to sort of shoot across the keeper, yeah, yeah. going more towards he kind of back towards the finish. Out, he opened it he? back and sort yeah. of placed it inside there. So it was a good finish, four one, game over. Doesn't matter what happened after that. Sort mm. of fair enough. Peony had more of the ball, but Rovers were inviting North End onto him and just counter attacking, weren't they? And yeah. You know, when you're four one up, you've earned that right to do it, and they didn't really let North End too near the box, did they? So. No, they were taking the mick at times. You know, the, yeah. the Rovers fans were were jeering when they they're, they're pinging it about. Yeah. You know, I know. I suppose when you're four one up, you're going to be purring, and, and North End are a bit down and out at that point. Yeah, and they've got the press so right that PNE yeah. couldn't build anything yeah. anyway. Mm. But that's a sickener, isn't it? I yeah. suppose at Deepdale, yeah. you know, against the local, especially I think. What makes these sorts of games worse with the Blackpool one earlier on the season as well is how dominant PNE have been in these local games. Yeah. Especially for like the whole time Alex Neal was at the club, what's that, like four years? Mm -hmm. Like, that's. They've almost been spoilt. Yeah. yeah. I think. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but it's just the nature of it. 20 days earlier, mm -hmm. North End had beaten Blackpool 1 0 at Derby and got everything right that night. Yeah. You know, they weren't threatened, they kept Blackpool at arm's length. You know, everything they hadn't done at Bloomfield Road at Deepdale, they did it absolutely yeah. spot on. And you were hoping, you know, like the experience of Derby, different different dynamics to this Derby. Mm. Rovers won it, so it's a big Derby still, don't get me wrong. And when Blackpool weren't in the division, it was the Derby. Yep. But obviously, Blackpool overtook it in terms of slight importance, but not importance, but, you know, like the 
yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, importance and the intensity. Yeah, you know, the, it was a different gravy that one. And North End rolls for that occasion, second time at Deepdale, twenty days earlier. So much better, you know. They got everything right. The atmosphere was great. It was all a bit, a little bit flatter on. You know, I, I, going into the Blackpool game, I had a right nervous feeling, or you know, sick feeling in my stomach, you know, because the nerves were jangling. This one, I didn't get that impression, mm-hmm. and probably the f- fan base was similar. But uh, I don't know. They got it really right against Blackpool, and but it just the tone was wrong, you know, against Blackburn. They just didn't get any. They didn't get anything right, and. Blackburn are only the second team to do the double over North End this season. Reading were the other. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, every it, year. Yeah, it just, but yeah, well, Reading, yeah, yeah, Reading are out, Bogey side. But, yeah. you know, there wasn't much in the in the game at Ewood in December, Frankie McAvoy's last game, was there? You know, mm. it was, it was, what, yeah, it was one very good header. One good header on a very wet pitch and in, in a not great game. Yeah. But, but this time, Deepdale, it was... You know, it was yeah. men against boys at times. It was probably a side that are going for the playoffs yeah. against a side with no nothing yeah. to play for. Um, that this is what's frustrating me, though, Tom. Like, were they on the beach? Well, that's it. Ryan Lowe had to talk about his press conference. He was saying, "I'm, I'm telling the lads, your holidays haven't started yet." Do prof- I know it happens, but professional footballers should not need to be told that the holidays start after the seventh of May. You know, like. It, they're not contracted for forty games of the season to blow up. You know, yeah, fair enough. If you if you're not going to get into the playoffs, you can't just toss off the last few games. You know, like yeah. it's professional pride. People pay money for it. You, you can't do that. It shouldn't even be on the agenda. You know, you got your flip flops on and all that. Yeah. Just, but it's happened so many times since North End got back to the championship. The only time they've had a really good run at the end of the season was Alex Neal's first season. They won four and drew one of the last five to get in, to get within what two points of the playoffs. Mm. They almost they took it down to the last game, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and think- but even before that, they'd lost three games on the bounce, which mm. meant even in that last five when they won four of them, they were having to sort of battle. Yeah. And it was almost slightly against the odds that they got yeah. that far, but credit to them. Did he really Who was it? Was it like Millwall and Sheffield United that were this were, yeah. were sort of staying on but so fell away and it was yeah. just PNE that, yeah. that lasted to the last PNE game? were the only team. I think going into the second to the last game of the season, about five teams could have got yeah. a playoff place. Anyway, North End won at Sheffield United, didn't they? And yeah. ended up, they were the only team in the last game. I can't remember who was sick that season. It was Derby. Oh, was and, it, But right. Derby had bought Barnsley that last game who were already relegated. Yeah. And so North End played Burton, didn't they? So, oh, yeah. yeah. Pearson scored yeah, and they both, relegated Anyway, I think, I think Derby, unfortunately, were winning mm. quite early on. Yeah. Anyway. But there was that season and then there was last season under Frankie Mm. where, now, this is the argument, were some of them dead rubbers or not? Even Ben Whiteman used that phrase yeah, the other day. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised by that. Yeah, maybe they... But anyway, whatever whatever your history, North End finished last season well, mm. and they finished that first season under Alex Neal well. But the others, yeah. there's been this pattern of sort of when, when they've realised they're safe or mm-hmm. nothing's going to matter, they've tended to drop off now... That's the mentality Ryan Lowe yeah. needs to shift from this club, shift from that group of players. So whether whether it's a whole club mentality or whether it's a squad mentality, I don't know. But it needs to stop. This yeah. is something I've not really understood about this group of players. Is that, and It's going to sound like I'm picking on Alan Brown here, but he's just generally the one that, that comes out after bad games or bad runs or whatever. He's, as the captain, he unfortunately is the one that generally has to do the press duties. But... There's a lot of times where we hear 
this from this squad or like you know from Brownie or someone else it's not good enough we mm. need to be better we yeah. need to it, this happens too many times we we let things slip we've got to be stronger we don't deserve to be there well then change it yeah do something like mm. there's only so many times you can come out and go we weren't good enough we need to be better we're a disgrace we, yeah. we don't deserve well there's only so many times you can say that yeah. and not back it up if yeah. you don't back it up then you you know d- don't pretend to be one of yeah. these or oh, we should demand more from ourselves mm. well you're not you're not getting more yeah. from yourselves mm. and then and, and we'll come on to this i think because i think this might be one of the questions we've got um later on but i think it's better to discuss it now is this then because this keeps happening at the end of the season is this now a time where this group needs a reset where there's going to be a lot of turnover in yeah. players in the summer. We know that. That's you can't get in rid part of because of you, contracts. Yeah, you can't get rid of everyone. It doesn't need that. But maybe... But for a mentality point where mm. they're not going to end six games soon and, yeah. and, and they, you know, just to maybe ruffle a few yeah. feathers, maybe, maybe two people, too many people are too comfortable where you get mm. to 40 games, they know they're not going yeah. anywhere mm. and mentally they do switch off a bit. Do you need a few, inject a few new faces and even some maybe that might disrupt some of the senior ones like yeah. Brown, Johnson, maybe, yeah. Whiteman or yeah. whoever is about there that, that is almost running that dressing room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do they need to be challenged a little bit? A now? little bit maybe they do, yeah. Well, with with, you, with you, new faces, in the, yeah. in the right way, yeah. obviously. That pattern I spoke about before of like slipping off at the end of the season. First season up in the Championship under Simon Grace and fair enough, they were never going to go up or down and to be yep. fair... They'd had a good season. Yeah, you take that all themselves. day. And, and they won at Reading second to the last game of the season, drew against Leeds, I think it was, last game of the season. Mm. But the second one, they fell away, Simon Grayson's last season, they fell away badly towards the end of the mm. season. They were with the sniff of the playoffs and then had a really disastrous run. I think the drew with Rotherham was the only time they got a point. Yeah. And Neil's first yeah. season was very good. Second season, that's, very, again... That's the game before they signed Donnell Fisher. Yeah, it? yeah. And then second, uh, yeah, then second season, the... Uh, Neil's second season, they fell away badly. They, you know, they they'd gone, they'd won six away on the bounce, had mm. something like that, and then after the international break, they only won once or twice. Yeah. It's that and, middle yeah. period that's normally yeah. North End's strongest bit, yeah. isn't it? But yeah, so no, I think it does need, you know, some of the signings. It maybe needs lads who have fought playoff who, who have been at clubs who have whatever level it is who have sort of are used to seeing out the full season who are still playing for something after 46 games even whether that's challenging for playoffs or even have been fighting relegation somewhere yeah. that at least have got that mentality is it someone who's a bit off? more a bit more raw less yeah. assured of themselves because you get mm. you get a sense that this group feel the proper championship players but then it's almost like that's enough at times. Yeah, but the championship is forty six games, yeah. not forty one. Yeah, you know, like forty forty one. So, yeah, it, <laughs> something has to change yeah. at the end of the yeah. day. But you we'll need, see. We'll see need, in the summer, yeah. I suppose. You need to change that pattern. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't want to change it negatively where North End are having to fight at the bottom of the mm. table or anything like that. But you know, you just need that sort of position. You know, that yeah. position go go to the end you you'd know, like, like to think yeah. Ryan Lowe who obviously has been involved in promotions and things like yeah. that will be able to find those yeah. sorts in the summer that has to be the, ta- the, the recruitment target doesn't it yeah yeah. Uh, we'll move on to Barnsley mm-hmm. and gentry more day. important Gentry Day yeah so uh, uh, Barnsley who are already relegated and without a manager yeah uh but like we say, the main thing is the Gentry. Uh, mm. It's a very late one, as, yeah. as late as it could be. Yeah, it is the last game. Um, 
it's, yeah. the fir- it's the first live one since 2019. Mm. So. The, the virtual ones and you yeah. send a picture in a suit yeah. and a bowl the, hat. The tw- yeah, the 2021, there was no football games being played. Yeah. It was going to be at Brentford, but obviously... There was football was suspended at the time, yeah. So we all, North ended the virtual Gentry Day, and it was they had all the staff and the players ringing round people on uh, Gentry Day. Yeah, it was, it was brilliant, it was brilliant. Abs- very, good. very different. But yeah. I thought that was absolutely magnificent. You know, there was people yeah. shielding at home at the time, not can't go out, and they were getting a phone call from one of the players or the mm. manager now or an ex player. How fantastic was that? It was yeah. a real bright moment to that. So, dark sort of uh, spell you know mm. in all our lives and then last year gentry day it was behind closed doors i you know they added at nottingham forest last away last game of the season mm. obviously no fans were in there the only representation was me wearing a ball <laughs> hat in the press box and a couple of others and then a couple of flags you know with the gent north end got permission to take the gentry flag in yep. and put it behind the goals on, you know, some of the seats, you know, spread them out over the seats. But it was very much, uh, I think North End had T-shirts printed to warm up in it. And I remember Tom Bayliss and Frankie McAvoy both wearing a sort of bowler yeah. hat at the end when they were interviewed. But, um, but you know, that was as close as he got. So here we are now back able to celebrate it. So It's, it's probably one of the more, more poignant gentry days, given the last yeah. few years that we've had and how many people have, you sat, being sat, lost, I suppose. Sadly, yeah, with the pandemic, you know, it's meant that a lot of North Enders who might have expected to b- still be with us aren't. Yeah. Then you've got the added, you know, the point of see of Trevor Hemmings dying. Yeah. Since, you know, in, in last October, since the last one. So everybody remembers as former players as well, you know. So um, everyone, everyone who go, every, every, everyone will have in their minds someone who they know. Yeah. Um, I think. I just think it's like I think the circumstances of Barnsley, South Yorkshire police deciding to mm. have a twelve thirty kickoff, limit it to three thousand one hundred. Pubs aren't being encouraged to take Preston fans. You know, this is Gentry Day. This is not. Yeah, a, there's this sort of feeling. Oh, it could be the perfect storm that Barnsley could be relegated that day. North End fans are on the ale or whatever. It's it's, it's not like that, you know. Like I'm sure people will have a drink to to mark it, but Barnsley are down anyway, you yeah. know. So I do I, I, I just think yeah, a twelve thirty kickoff is so unnecessary. Mm. We're not on the doorstep. It's not Preston and Blackpool. This this, yeah. is, this is in South Yorkshire. This is two hours drive away, you know. And uh, so yeah, I just that I think that's tainted it a little, little bit. But mm. hopefully North End fans won't let that affect well, the ones who go. You know, hopefully they can get quite near the three thousand allocation. Hopefully they can, everyone can go and can have a good day. The actual North End's record on Gentry Day games is pretty mm. not very good. Yeah, you know, but we've had it once before at Barnes. We've got a one-all draw in the promotion season, so it'd be nice if they could, uh, you know, get a victory over there because they need it. You know, the the away form was quite good on the pretty good on the Rhine low actually, yeah. but it's fallen away. It's been three successive defeats away, yeah. so they need to on 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 an actual performance level. They need to raise that. They need to bounce back from Blackburn. But like you know, last March Gentry Day with a win, you know. So. Barnsley have been quite impressive this season. They're somehow bottom of the table despite Derby having no players and minus twenty one points. points. Yeah, so yeah, like, fair yeah. play to them. Yeah. They've really they've really uh, stuck to if, that. If it, it shows, I think the championship. What a perfect storm it can be! Barnsley had the perfect storm last year. Mm. They got a manager, Ishmael. Um, 
who... Who couldn't do it at West Brom. Who couldn't do it at West but, Brom. But last year, yeah. he turned that group of players... Was a, a perfect fit. A team who had been survived relegation on the last game yeah. of the previous season on the restart. Yeah. He got him... Yeah, yeah. He got him to the... Um, to the playoff semi-final where he lost yeah. against Swansea. He was just starting to fall away to us in his last, the end of last season. North End beat him at mm. sort of, uh, early May last year, about this equivalent weekend, actually. Yeah. And you could just see he was starting to fade. But it, it was that perfect storm. I don't know, they'd stumbled upon a manager. Mm. You know, fair enough, they'd found, you know, who, who got him played in a certain style, a lot different yeah. than what... And then a couple of they key players playing. like Mowat and DK and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they got DK Dyke. Dyke, yeah, they got um they just found a way of doing it and it worked. Yeah. And obviously he fell away at the end, lost in the playoffs, but um but then this season <laughs> the they bottom. lost him. They lost the manager in the summer, he went to West Brom, they lost key players, Moe went with him, Dyke went back on back to his American club and yeah, since turned up at um at West, West Brom. Brom and the appointment of the manager they had early start of the season was a poor one, and I don't yeah. think his replacement who's just left, whose name escapes me. Yeah. <laughs> he, I don't think he was a rat. Reading, reading what some of Barnsley's reporters have written about him, they were decent coaches, but totally the wrong fit for the club. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why. That's a know. big part of it, I suppose, yeah. isn't it? Mm. Um, they've won six games all season, yeah. which is a rough yeah. it's a rough season to watch, I suppose. Yeah. Um, back to where we started as well, with Ryan Lowe, because it was his first game in charges against Barnes yeah. at home, the 2-1 win, yeah. 1-0 down? No, 1-0 no. up, 1-all, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, North End are currently 16th in the table, mm-hmm. which isn't great. It's not. They have slipped, haven't they? Yeah, yeah so... Um, they, they say it Blackpool they, above them the other night. Yeah, they yeah, at least yeah. need to finish fifteenth as it stands. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> thing is, they finished thirteenth last season, so they are slipping back a little mm. bit. Sort of on a par with sort of West Brom and Stoker in there, aren't they? So, see a couple of wins yeah. though could take them potentially towards you know yeah. top half. I think if you finish top half, it helps you out a bit in yeah. terms of. I mean, Ryan Lowe's already mentioned it in terms yeah. of transfers and yeah. things like that. But I think they can finish. I think with teams not taking points in these last two games, I think they can finish about tenth. But not yeah. Sort of yeah. Bit, you got about yeah. half a dozen teams above you yeah. that have to pick up no points. Yeah. Which I don't know. It's I don't even think they, I don't think they can slip much further than where they are actually. Yeah. So it's going to be somewhere between six, probably eleventh and sixteenth, something yeah. like that, depending on how they finish. So uh, it's, it's it's okay. But I think <sighs> they could do with a bit of a the, these last couple of games. I think they could do with some points. There. Yeah, but, but now I think, I think in the championship as well, if, if in the Premier League for every position you. Um, you yeah. finish, you get three million quid more. Money, yeah. The championship, the football league, that doesn't happen. It's split so, equally, isn't it? Yeah, so there's no there's no financial sort of um implications of oh we can finish tenth, we yeah. get an extra few quid or something. But you still when you look at that table, you want to see a little bit of progress. Yeah. Now the way the Rovers what game went, mm-hmm. how many changes would you make? Now I'm just gonna put one out there. Yeah. The defence was bad. Yeah. Does Hunts get a couple of games towards the end? I think we've got to see Hunts at one point this season. I think it'll be... See, I'm not there for Middlesbrough and I'll be gutted because he'll probably play against Middlesbrough <laughs> yeah. and I won't get to see it. Yeah, 
You're being best man that day, aren't you? What, um, what we can do... What I'm going to be in a kilt. Yeah, so I think we should... Li- <laughs> we, we could live link you up with Eatdale and sort of just so yeah. you saw Hunts or something. But no, yeah. I... Yeah. Me on FaceTime to Hunts. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Hunts wasn't even in the, in the squad, was he? No. Again. Was it Fulham? Yeah, he wasn't Fulham. Bambo wasn't in the squad, I noticed. Yeah. But I'd pr- probably keep faith with the with the back, with, with the defence. The, the, um, the Bauer, Sepp and... Um, and Hughes scenario although Hughes did get quite a nasty gash in his toe apparently mm-hmm. that's why he had to come off against uh, Blackburn then so you got Lindsay yeah so but I'll probably keep the, the that back line in tempo but maybe further going forward there's a, there's a lot of clamour and I can yeah, see yeah. exactly why for Mikey O'Neill to come in you know now I know he's only had two minutes as a sub mm-hmm. and he's only just signed his pro or well he's been offered pro contract and he's been doing well in the um, in the reserves but why not? You know, so I, I disagree a lot. So I saw some, some fans on Twitter saying, why aren't we chucking O'Neill on in the Blackburn game? At 3-1 down, you do not chuck a 17-year-old lad in for a second game there unless you've started him. But North mm. End were chasing shadows in that midfield. That. He doesn't need that. It was that game wouldn't coming into that game wouldn't have helped him one bit. No. He's around the atmosphere, yeah. that'll if, do. If they've been 4-1 up, perfect mm. scenario for the last 10 minutes. But... Would they be brave enough to start O'Neill at Barnsley? Yeah. Rather than, you know, it's a perfect scenario. I think Middlesbrough game next week, mm-hmm. potentially home. could be something on that in terms of Middlesbrough might need to get points to get in the playoffs. and Keep Rovers out of them. He's <laughs> a 17-year-old seen as the wrong, that, the wrong situation. But Barnsley, there's nothing There's nothing on this game. What about what about a start for O'Neill? I think that would be exciting. Has, has he earned it? You know, you, you, could, you could say he has. Well, but... Or at least a longer run from the bench. Yeah, I suppose it is the most dead rubberish one mm. between now and Middlesbrough. Yeah. Obviously, like you say, there's there's still stuff riding on that for Middlesbrough. They should be quite at it. And like you say, I don't know what else can Mikey O'Neill do but train well as he supposedly is and score in all the youth team yeah. Central League games that he's he's playing in. Yeah. You know, I don't know what else he can do. I thought Reese and Archer weren't great against no, weren't. Uh, Rovers. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. it never stuck. There was no, there was no like. I know you're not always necessarily going to create chances, but there was was very little link. The passes were going astray. I thought Sean Maguire came on and looked okay. Maybe it's you start Maguire instead of O'Neill and go Archer Maguire or whoever. I don't know, but I I can't see him doing that within the framework of his three-five-two. You know, he brought Maguire in to start as a sub mm. is when he changed formation then he having at that point of a diamond and I thought I saw some some comments about you know like oh get rid of Maguire now you know it was awful against um, and Blackburn but they were 3-1 down when they brought him on so why why he was getting in the neck for that first half performance I don't know you mm. know but um, I'd, I'd be tempted to He'll start with Archer because it's part of the you know the loan deal. You what you want to get as much out of him as you can, and hopefully persuade him to come back next year. Yep. I'd start Reese again in the fact that he needs tw- you know two more to get twenty goals. I'd love to see Reese get twenty goals this season. Mm-hmm. It'd be fantastic. So I'll stick with those two. But you know, like yeah, I think I think O'Neill will be the one to really sort of you know if you're going to mix it up, it would be. I think that would excite the fans. And you did see him yesterday, didn't you? Yeah, yes. As we record this on Wednesday, yeah, the uh, the reserves yeah. team technically went into went and won the the central league at, at Fleetwood. One three two, yeah, to win the league. Um, the 
they were two points behind Fleetwood going into their final game of the season, Fleetwood's final game of the season. So Fleetwood had the better goal difference as well. So Fleetwood needed a point to win, to win the league. North End needed to win. And North End won 3-2. Went 1-0 behind, but got back, got 3-1 up. Um, and Fleetwood pulled one back just before the end and then put a lot of pressure on in stoppage time. And James Braddock, who's North End's young goalkeeper, who's only, I think he's first year scholar, who made a great save at the end. But um, two of the goals were scored by Mikey O'Neill. You know, the uh, first one was scored by Harry Nevin, who's just got a pro, well, um, a pro deal was built into... captain, isn't Yeah, he was, a pro deal was built into his scholarship when he first signed, so he was always getting that. But mm. he's, he's a bit of a warrior at the back, I like the look of him, actually. So, uh, so yeah, so he, he, he equalised just before half-time. Then O'Neill got scored twice in the second half. First one, they got a penalty... He had his penalty. No, Neil had the penalty save, but the keeper parried it, and he managed to get to the rebound and put it in. But the second, his second offense third goal was a great goal. It was a sort of ball down the side, and Siri chased it, knocked it inside, and it was a great near post finish from you know Neil under pressure. Someone sliding across him, got mm. to it the near post, swept it into the roof of the net. So you got to play, albeit in the reserves, you got a lad there playing with confidence, you know. Mm. So. But yeah, it was it was it was technically the reserves. Yet, well, it is the reserves yesterday, as we've seen during the central league. In some games, it's been a really strong sort of first team squad game. More so under Frank, you'd yeah, said. More so, yeah, during as well during international breaks, yeah. the players. But then in recent weeks, it started to. It's been a lot more under nineteens based in it. The side at Fleetwood, it had the only three seniors in. Matthew Allison Sunday played on the sort of right hand side of the back three. Mm-hmm. Tom Barkhausen played up front for the first half. That was his first game since January. He come back from his injury. He was just sort of shaking the rust off. And then Ethan Walker, who came off the bench and replaced Barkhausen for the second. He's no longer under nineteen. He's sort of the next year up, isn't he? He's the yeah. year beyond that, so he, you know he can't play in the the youth setup or anything. But he, so so they were your three senior players really in it, and mm. uh, but the rest were basically the under nineteens who've won the league. They won this central league now. Yep. There's, they're in the youth alliance national final cup final against Luton next week. And then North End are also in the central league cup final uh, against. Burnley or Lincoln, I think it is. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I always make a case for Joe Redwell Grant as well, who's mm. pro- potentially uh, yeah. another option. Yeah, that could that could get used. He featured as well. He, and, uh, yeah, he Hunt, Hunts didn't feature either. No, Just saying, you know, yeah, that um, might be it. Yeah, give him a nod at Barnsley. Roswell Grant's been on this loan at Lancaster, so it's sort of dual use mm. uh, there. So he 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 played the full ninety. I thought he looked quite good actually. He mm. did a lot of running yesterday, but he's coming to the end of his. He'll be sort of beyond the 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 youth team changed this season in in league yeah. in terms of the league. It expanded from under eighteens to under nineteen. So any of your first year pros could play in the league this year, the youth league this year. But in terms of like the youth, the FA Youth Cup, mm. or that's when the, they can't play. It has to be eight under eighteens or something. So um, yeah. that's where the difference is. But Rodwell, Grant, Lewis, Colton, etc., they'll be sort of going a year beyond. You know, they're they're going beyond the under nineteen setup completely. Yeah, sort of um, for next season. Yeah, and we'd been calling out for a reserve team. Mm-hmm. Nothing get one, and they go win the league. league yeah, ah. yeah, probably still. The Pontins League, you know, the Central League, it used to be called the Pontins League. It's still 
probably in standard wise, it's been ideal for getting youth team players. Yeah, um, time. yeah, O'Neill. Yeah, all, all the all the eighteens. You know, eighteens mm. and nineteens. It's been good to get them some regular football against some players sometimes slightly older than them. It's been useful in the fact that if a player's coming back from injury, it will give them some game time. Mm. But probably it's not quite up to the standard of an under-23s thing, yeah. uh, organised league, where you might be coming against some Premier League teams or whatever. But it, I think it's served the, served the purpose anyway, but it's, you're still trying to bridge the gap, aren't you, between the academy and the first team, you know. So it'd be nicer if the, if the Central League was eat even stronger than what it is at the moment. Mm-hmm. Right, well, we will move on to some questions from Twitter because I've got about a dozen. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you ever want uh, questions put to us, uh, get in touch on Twitter at Tom Sandals. I generally ask about a day before the yeah. podcast, depending on my own organisation, which is mm. not always great. Yeah. But uh, we'll go with the first one here. Could Ryan Lowe look to terminate contracts if he is going to be as ruthless with personnel turnover as we think he will be? Expensive, but clears out unwanted players quickly. That's from Joe Wilkinson. Um, I don't think... It's hard to cancel contracts. Yeah. If someone's got a decent contract at a club, you're not going to give you it You generally up. pay it out in full, which is a big lump. Yeah, which is I, can't, I, I can't see that. I think if there's anyone remaining... If, you know, the out-of-contract players will... Um, take care of itself yeah. won't they um, but the ones who've got a year left on the contract More or whatever to get a loan with a bit uh, yeah, of contribution it, 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 or it might be the one where you're there sort of if you know there's no such thing as a transfer list these, mm. these days but it's sort of if you can get yourself a move yeah. we won't stand in your way sort of thing we wouldn't ask for a ridiculous yeah. fee you know if you can sort out contracts somewhere else but I think to terminate contracts to pay them up a little you, you extreme, might, you it? might pay up the last two or three months of a deal or the last few, but like a full season, I can't see that happening. Yeah, I mean that that's what took yeah. Scott Sinclair so long to get to North End. Yeah, because he was in a similar situation at Celtic that yeah. they didn't want him, yeah. but he wanted the money out of the contract and all that. So. However much work needs doing on the squad, remember, you could you know you could go oh yeah all the out of contract and players can go and so many who have got a year left or something can go, but then they need replacing. Yeah you would be very low on numbers then and that can start getting that's a big job to bring in so many so I know he wants a smaller squad than he's had this season um, so you've got to be a little bit careful you've got to leave yourself with some squad to work with yeah um, got another one here uh, James Shuttleworth um, about Barkey do you expect him to leave if so reckon he'll head west along the M55 I've I would expect at the moment. I, 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 I wouldn't would. expect Barkey to be here next season. No. I'd be I, surprised if he is. To be honest, yeah, at yeah. this rate, if he, he, we've covered this before. He's had it's been the he had the most rotten look mm. of his time at North End to have played so few games this season compared to his record in previous years when he's been knocking out forty odd appearances <laughs> to be hit by COVID to be with his ankle injury and this calf injury. It's been it's, it's just combined against him, but maybe he's one who needs a change. Would he mm-hmm. head to Blackpool? I'm not too sure. I think if uh, more likely to me would be he'd be heading to, he'd be heading to the northeast to yeah. Sunderland under Alex Neil. He was a key figure under Alex. Mm. Now whether Neil stays at Sunderland, depending, you know, we don't yeah, know if they're going to get in the playoffs yet or what. You know, they're down to the last game, aren't they, on yeah. Saturday? 
So that'd be in an interesting. The moment? Yeah, they are. They, are they? They, yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they got the last, last minute equalise. Yeah, oh, against goal. Rotherham. Yeah, so if they win on Saturday, they uh, they're at Morecambe, aren't they? They stay in. Yes. The, they are guaranteed a playoff oh, okay. place. Yeah. Yeah, they're a point. They're a, They're in it by a point mm. at the moment. So if Wickham yeah. lose, mm. uh, yeah, they've just yeah. got a match or better Wickham's result yeah. on yeah. the last day. Yeah. So. I could see. I think. I think for Barky, Barky will be a good signing for someone. Mm. Get his, you know, like this season's just been a bit of a write-off for him. <laughs> yes, yesterday's performance in the reserves that was just get some rust off him. You know, forty-five minutes, feel your way back in. You know, get some legs. So, it was a, do you know as I mentioned earlier about mm. though, that group that might you know switch off after forty or whatever. Mm. Is he maybe one of the old guards that might need chipping out and might need, you know, I don't freshening think, up a little to bit? To be fair, I don't think Barky's what sort of switches off. I think he's mm. always performed quite well to us as the mm. season's gone on, though. But is that I, why? I just think it's if he's coming to the end of his contract, it's mm. it's uh, an expendable one. You know, like, it's time for it. Yes, thanks, you know, thanks for your time. Served it brilliantly. I think, you know, he's been a great servant for North End. Maybe, though, as you say, he might have... He needs a fresh challenge, maybe, you mm. know. So uh, Another one here. Any wiser in Ryan Lowe's travel plans slash scouting missions? What do we know? Ari Murphy and Brown said punctuality and attitude issues. First off, travel plans and scouting missions, mm. we're not really going to know. And if we did, yeah. it'd cause a problem. Yeah. We, I think we saw a bit of agent talk last week mm. uh, with North End linked to a certain striker. The more that gets out the harder yeah. it might be for North End to bring players in all that sort of stuff he's never going to no. elaborate too much but he's also probably playing a bit of game with yeah. agents there I'm out looking at players yeah. like yours isn't the only one we need to bring he in told, you know I think probably playing a few uh, a few he said it last week's press conference with a big smile I'll be on a train somewhere I'll be mm. on a flight now you could you know we suddenly thought oh is he flying abroad now you can get a flight within this country can't yeah, you yeah. so uh well, that was, it could well, be off down to say, Plymouth. Yeah, or it could be to Portsmouth or something <laughs> like that, you know. So, uh, but, you know, there'd be, he will have been watching a lot of games over the last few months that he's mm. never told, never said about, yeah. you know, like popping up watching games. They've, you know, they've signed up with Marketing Sites now. So they'll be doing some of the scouting as well, you know, like yeah. following up leads. So, um, I think, I think like a lot of managers, I think Steve Bruce was at North End on Monday night watching. Oh, yeah. So, is he watching any of ours or was it more likely Blackburn players he was watching? So you'll mm. see a lot of managers, if they've not got a game yeah. at the moment, go into each other's matches, see Might what be can be picked up. Travis, his contract's yeah, running out, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, Lenehan so as well, yeah. Lenehan, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Murphy and Brown, all, all we yeah. know is that they're not, no longer training at the club. No, they're not. They're, um, yeah, it came out yesterday that, that they've, they're not training anyway. Like, mm. they um, Brown's out of contract this summer. Mm-hmm. Murphy's on loan from Cardiff. It's not a case of sending him back to Cardiff, and and they're not paying them there. anymore. And paying, all. It's just not, they're not turned. They're, yeah, they're not the, coming. The, in. They've been told not. You know, they, they don't. They're not needed at training ground anymore. So Brown's contracted till the thirtieth of June. So North End will carry on paying him until then. Uh, whatever the terms were of how long Murphy's loan lasts, um, we'll pay up. We'll pay his share of the wages until until that point, but they're just not in the building at Exton at the moment. So mm. it's not much of a surprise. Izzy Brown, he's played one game from at Celtic in pre-season and then he unfortunately ruptured his Achilles tendon. It was yeah. a very nasty one, that. Sometimes you can, Pat Bauer showed, you can get back in a few months. Mm. Sometimes you can't. He can't. He hasn't been able to. 
And maybe once upon a time when there weren't squad size limits, when budgets were a bit more freer, mm. it might have been one you could take a punt on, you know, but it's obviously the case not. And Murphy's loan hasn't worked out. No. 12 appearances all from the bench, longest 45 minutes. So sort of, he, he was signed for, you know, he was a player Frankie McAvoy knew from Norwich. Yeah. But Frankie didn't play him a lot and mm. then he got injured, you know, so didn't it was a bit of a strange one. Too much. He's a winger yeah. who probably played a lot of his time Almost out. Almost like the Gordon yeah. loan signing. Play, like a player who's often played either in a, the sort of side of a 4 3 3 or 4 yeah. 2. Suddenly coming in in a three-five-two, he's not really a wing back. Yeah, there's some wingers or, you can yeah. see maybe dropping it in yeah. a wing back and doing all right. Yeah. He's not that type. And it or as a second striker, and he's, yeah. I don't know. He's not, not there's really. anything wrong with not no. being able to do it. It's just not his game. Yeah, yet. he's in that mm. squad. Yeah. Uh, I think we do need to mention though the. To be fair, Izzy Brown off the pitch has, has done quite a lot of PNE, helping her oh, he time with mental health and yeah. interacting with the fans a lot, which has it been brought all the kids. It's been good to see. Uh, replica shirts didn't he at the yeah. Christmas party and things like that but yeah treasure off the pitch you know yeah. he's done really nice he seems it's a, a really, really nice guy but oh, unfortunately in football there's not a lot of room for sentiment and, no. you know like uh, no that's it yeah we're, we're, I think North End have now shown that you looked at last summer's recruitment they brought Izzy Brown in they brought Ola Sunday in he brought Connor Wickham in. Now, if you think about it, Connor Wickham, he had his, he, you know, he tore his hamstring not long after. Yeah. Izzy Brown had a bit of a history record, not with an Achilles tendon, it's got to be said. That's a sort of once yeah. in a career operate um, injury. That could happen but, to anyone. We had yeah. a photographer at a yeah. game that hap- had it happen to him. Like, Yeah, not. we did all, yeah, our photographer <laughs> made it happen too. Yeah, but uh, playing five aside, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but but going back, we've signed, you know, like, signed all the Sunday, who, did, you know, had a long-term injury as well, you know, mm. so... Sentiments, I think, out you know, North End have to get past this sort of picking up maybe players slightly cheaper because they've had a bad injury record or something, and taking a chance on him, and it's, it's not working. And sentiment know. might have been what has kept Hunt here for this 12 yeah. months where he's yeah, I think so. not really Hunt has never been had a long term injury when he's been with no, us, no, so no. Uh, I think he was a good man to have around, you know. So, but you know, like with Izzy Brown, it's probably just not worth, you know. If you know Ryan Lowe can't maybe see what he's got other players for that kind of player, where where would Easy Brown fit in in a sort of three-five-two? Yeah, it's one of you running eight, so I don't know. Mm. That sounds very technical. That yeah, a very very modern coach there. But again, when Frank, Fr- Frankie McAvoy signed him, he was talking about well, where where do you play him? Do you play him as yeah. a second striker? Do you play him as a midfielder? Is he more a number ten? Do you play him off the side? So yeah. again, didn't really seem to fit anywhere. No, and I think that's important though in recruitment. Mm-hmm. You've got to know what yeah. style you want to play. We'll come on to a question in a minute about Ryan Lowe need, maybe needing to be. Well, right, we'll do it now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's part of important about the, the the recruitment that they know what system they're going to play, yeah. and Ryan Lowe won't be flexible. But we have a question: Does Ryan Lowe need to be become more flexible? Current system seems easyish to set up against. Pin Whiteman and a high press, and we struggle to get out. Or do you guys think it's a case of Ryan Lowe bringing his own players who will be able to bring his brand of football to a better standard? I think the latter. I think I think a manager. More the latter. I think a manager. Yeah, you're all right. Don't worry. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> Dave, my, my Dave's head, panicking that my, the recording's my, going to my to headphones pop. just went flying there. So, I think a manager does need an identity. When you f- when a manager's flipping, flip flopping between different formations, I think that's more of a problem. I think you can't settle on it. If he got his belief that the three five two works well for him, he's got two promotions playing mm. that way. He has got North End 
but playing better that you know with his formation. Frankie used three five two as well, but mm. I think they do it more attacking. I know it's not been perfect attacking wise. I think it can be used as almost yeah. a stick to beat them with. Like yeah. you don't you, say if if Liverpool or City were in bad form, you don't go oh it's the four three three. It just seems to be yeah. a thing where. Oh, it's three five two. Oh, Antonio Conte, if he's having bad form wherever, he always plays three four three. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with having no. your own style. Yeah. Yes, there's going to be ways to combat it, and that's mm. the same with any team, any formation. You will is, yeah. get figured out in certain it's, games. It's how you play. It. You know, it's it's how you play. It's playing it. But I think a manager needs his identity. He's got his three five two. I'm happy with that. Yeah. We've seen he, he changed second half to a diamond. He played four three three at. Um, Derby a couple of weeks mm. ago, and they weren't great in that. They weren't great second half against Blackburn in a different. Formation. I think he does it so begrudgingly yeah, as well. I think yeah. it annoys him that yeah. he has to change. Yeah, but I, I, you know, I think I've seen. I'm going back a few years here. I'm going quite a while to Craig Brown's time. Mm-hmm. Craig Brown was so, so such a lovely manager, such a lovely chap to talk to, but he couldn't deceive change formation depending on who they were playing. Yeah. They could have had a great result in a 3-5-2 one week. Oh, the opposition, they play this way. I'm going to change to a 4-4-2 next week. And you just didn't want that. You just shaded that with Alex Neal, weren't yeah. they? Didn't change formation a lot, but maybe a bit of personnel Tat- or something. Tactical, yeah. 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 So, uh, don't beat... Yeah, I wouldn't use it as stick to beat it with. The, mm. You know, he's got his preferred formation. The better teams have their settled formation. Yeah. The teams who are going up this season yeah. will have their tried and trusted formation. They have their philosophy. They have their yeah. style, and it makes it easier for others to come into the team as well. They yeah. know what yeah. what this now, centre midfielder. Fair has enough. To do. Yeah, sometimes it's good to have up your sleeve a little bit of a change mm. during a change during a game. A bit of flexibility. Well, it's not working this time. Let's change it to this. Mm. But from from week to week. It, it's not being stubborn. It's about having an identity, and I think it does need the three-five-two as we've seen. It does need your wing backs to be on song and key. Mm. And North End haven't really got sort of wing backs per se. They've got full backs playing there. They've got wingers playing there. You need someone who's a bit more sort of who has been playing there more often than not as a wing back, not yeah. converted into it. So. Like you mentioned there, Alex Neil, when he first came in, four two three one, they were flying, they mm-hmm. were you know, it was brilliant, get yeah. so much out of Brownie. Mm-hmm. But no no one was going, you know, oh it's four it's the four two three one or mm-hmm. and then but then years later, four yeah. two three one is the issue. Yeah. But at what point is it the personnel? Like yeah. Alex Neil had Callum Robinson, he had Jordan Hugel, mm-hmm. all these players, yeah. you know, Ben Pearson, Ben Davies that ended up leaving that were important to the system. So maybe it's not the formation as such, it's the personnel and how they're applied to it. And we all... A three five a three five two enables you to play two two strikers now, which we all want. We all like to see two strikers, don't we? Now, the other way of playing that is a 4-4-2. Now, very few teams are playing that nowadays. Burnley do in the Premier League, but... You can, the risk is playing a 4 4 2, you get overrun in midfield. So I think a 3 5 2 is a pretty good compromise to do it. There's flaws to any system, whether you play a 4 4 2, 4 3 3, 3 5 2, 3 4 3. Yeah. There are areas of the pitch where 
you're going to get outnumbered in one area. You yeah. have to, you know, unless you even if you match each other up, mm-hmm. there's always going to be yeah. a spare if man at play some point. Four yeah. two three one four three three. You've only got one strike. Yeah. You could get isolated. Yeah. You play three five two or four four two or whatever. Yeah. You know, you might have two up front, but maybe not enough in the wide areas in a three five two or mm-hmm. you know yeah. four four two. There's not enough in between the lines or you know. There's always something you, you see. Can you see the options at the moment at uh, uh, wing back for North End. We've got Brad Potts playing down the right, who's a converted midfield there, who's yeah. a workhorse. He'll run all day for you. By his own admission, his crossing's not on, on song, really. Mm-hmm. On the other side, you've got Greg Cunningham, who's a converted left-back, going up and down there beyond the age of 30. His legs are struggling. Not as, yeah, not as quick as he was. And you've got Josh Earl down that left side, who should be your ideal left-wing left back, left wing back material. But for some reason, once he gets into the box, he's got a mental block about mm-hmm. using his left foot and wants to cut inside all the time, whether that's being past coaching or whatever. So, or you, you've had people like Tom Barkhausen, who we spoke about earlier. He's filled in there. Josh Murphy's filled in there. So that that Ali is McCann, a, Daniel yeah, Johnson. So that is a real yeah. That is a real key area of yeah. recruitment. Seps played there, obviously mm. under Frankie McAvoy earlier in the season. So back to the original thing about what you know what Ryan Law needs to do. He needs to recruit, and he knows it. Mm. He, um, he needs to a wing a new wing back on each side who is knows about what a wing back is and knows how to get high up the pitch and stay high up the pitch because that's basically where he's needed yep uh one more question given that we keep throwing in performances like monday night um are the current regular first team players consistent slash good enough to finish above mid table well that's it that we've had that debate really haven't we yeah. probably at the it's moment kind of my little rant before yeah. saying you can only say yeah. we're, we're not good enough yeah. so many times before you yeah. you know well the more you know like no offense finishes in the league table uh, at the mm-hmm. moment saying no we're not good enough to finish above mid-table saying we've only done it really once I think you know we had two 11th place finishes first two seasons in the championship yep. then the seventh under Alex Neal first season but then it's sort of been that sort of low, just a bit lower down hasn't it and so, since Ryan Lowe came in I think there'd be something like 10th yeah 9th or 10th I think it is yeah, yeah. yeah. so again that's that's mid table. Yeah, but, but a little bit upper mid table. Yeah, but, well, but no, but about. you're around mid table. So yeah. at the moment, you you got to say the squad is a mid table squad. Yeah, yeah, and I, I guess that's why mm-hmm. it's such a big big summer. And I think and I mentioned, I, I know I've said this before, but the conversation with Alex Neil once about it needs to be a perfect storm. Yeah, North End have had players that are better than mid table: Cal yeah. Robinson, Jordan Hugo, Ben Pearson, Ben Davies, those sorts of players. But you have to have them all at the same yeah. time, all hitting the straps at the same time, and maybe two, yeah. three years of it to really well, hit we, the front, like Brentford. We were, yeah, and we spoke about Barnsley before. Yeah. Last, last season for them was a perfect storm. Yeah. I used that phrase just before, didn't I, about they had the manager in place who got a certain style in place, which just worked for them. Yeah. yeah. 12 months after finishing fifth yeah. he's just been relegated because someone like Moa had 12 months left on his contract yeah. so that's not coming again that yeah. is yeah. that has to come then uh, right one on two uh, season tickets here mm-hmm. uh, I think actually the season tickets come out published Sunday weren't mm. they so since we last recorded I just thought what, what a great offer mm. 280 quid for a season ticket you're paying 400 quid for this season yeah what a saving yeah, you know, so yeah. I'm not doing the club's work for a minute <laughs> but 
I it's saw like ten pound a game. Isn't like it? on ten o'clock on Sunday morning, I was, oh, I was in McDonald's. 30. I was in McDonald's queue when the season tickets oh, were announced. Yeah. yeah, so I was reading it on my phone. I would there. have been. I would have been yeah. getting ready for a football match. Yeah, one so five nil score twice. Wow, well, yeah, well hey. done, Tom. Yeah, so I get that in there. We got a sausage and egg mac muffin. <laughs> yeah, other. Other fast yeah. food ava- <laughs> outlets are available for, for breakfast um, or other meals. So how does the yeah. club square the fan-friendly recent news, RE season tickets, mm. against the demand to be competitive in the championship with the squad showing its limitations in recent showing? So I'm guessing that is meaning that um, maybe the money that's is yeah. the money coming in from season tickets enough yeah. to push the squad on? Well, is my yeah, but understanding the, of that? You always need... At the moment, North End again. I think they'd rather have like twelve thousand in every yeah, week. Yeah. Than At the a moment, bit of extra we're probably money. getting seven or eight thousand season ticket holders every season. It's been on a plateau for a while. Now they need to push that on to improve the atmosphere in the stadium. And you know, it's better. They'd rather have more sort of ten thousand plus season ticket holders rather than people picking and choosing games. You know, like they've raised match day prices, haven't they? Um, you can charge away fans more there, so probably get a bit more revenue that way but um yeah but sometimes you have to take a punt you know you look at what Huddersfield did a few years ago with the, was it the 199 pound mm. season tickets or 99 quid or whatever it was filled the ground and got the momentum going so you, you, your ticket money is a, a, a big thing but a big thing of your budget is a solidarity money it comes from the football league yeah. in the premier league so that's where your main bulk of the money goes, you know. So your season ticket money ticks you over, doesn't it? So So you're looking yeah. like twenty four times twenty three, so that's generally the cheapest ticket, north yeah. about twenty four quid on the on the Kelly. Mm-hmm. That's five hundred and fifty two pounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can get a season ticket for two hundred and eighty. Yeah. So instead of being one of those to pick and choose, it's almost a detriment to pick and choose. Yeah. Just get a season ticket. Get a season ticket, yeah. And yeah. you know, you can still almost pick and choose, but yeah. Mm-hmm. it's miles cheaper you might yeah. as well get involved and I suppose the idea is then mm-hmm. those that have season tickets yeah. are available uh, like can go to every game so you kind of whet yeah. their appetite and, yeah. and keep them you coming get, back you're getting, rather than getting a sort of steady number in at a higher price you're getting more in at a slightly lower price mm. so which uh, if I, I think if if you can't get a good take up of season tickets on the offer that they've done the early bird offer I don't know what more they can do mm. apart from giving them away free. Yeah, you know, well, you pay it's averaging out in the for an adult two hundred and eighty quid is averaging out. I think somewhere ready somewhere twelve pound yeah. and eighteen pence a game. Yeah, you, know, you don't get a kids ticket for that at some places. You know, no. so no. It, what what was it like forty quid at Fulham to yeah. buy on the day or something yeah. like 30, that? Thirty five quid in advance. Yeah, forty quid if you if you decide if you turn up at the turnstile. So. So you, you, this is a second tier of English football. You're yeah. watching international players yeah. for what twelve pound? Did you yeah. say? Yeah, I, that's that's very good. The, that's very you know good. the the young you know like the now just remember the under 11s or whatever it is. Their free season tickets are free and have mm. been for a long time. When we, when we talk about oh what they're doing to get kids here, well you can get you can get on and watch for free. Yeah, you know, if you buy a season ticket, it's a quid or something to get on match day prices. Um, like my lad, he's like thirteen. His season ticket next season, if he's in the family zone of the finish stand, will be eighty quid. Eighty quid over the course of a season, it's pretty good. Yeah, for football. And I know there was a one or two complaints came in about senior citizens. Seniors haven't got um. That's very senior citizens. <laughs> very very old fashioned. Oh wait, you know. See, but they said this, they, they stayed the same. This might be a question I'm coming yeah, to actually. But they 
that where where the argument will be, and a lot of argument is that that was already a very very good discount. They're basically now now under the early bird. Um, adults are paying the same as seniors for, yeah. for you know for that yeah. early bird so period. This so, this is yeah. the question. I'll go. Well, just so I've I've, answer, I've mm. asked it because I do try to ask every question that's mm. sent in, and yeah. this is our last our last question. Why were elderly and youth concessions wiped out in club season ticket pricing for 22-23? Adults buying before 4th of June get the same price as a concession as an early bird bonus, but mm. concessions get no bonus. Could have been split rather than 175 going to one and zero to the other. But as you say, the idea is that the yeah. price is already good. Yeah, it's so. already a decent price. Ideal world, you drop everything, mm-hmm. but then you also have to keep some, you have to keep the revenue coming in. And one argument which will be made and I, I i would make it as well if a lot of the time if, if you're an adult paying full whack you know you, yours is, has been the most expensive season ticket the likelihood is as well you've got a couple of kids in tow who want a ticket as well now if you're shelling out for free season tickets mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you if you're working you know the cost of living mm. it's damn expensive to buy your season ticket and two kids or something you know so the reduction i think might encourage more people to you know, a family might sort of dad, you know, mum or dad buying the season ticket. Well, my reduction, I can also buy the kids one as well. Yeah. So it, it, yeah. It's far from me to say because mm. I'm in a lucky position where I get all my tickets yeah. for free. But is it is it basically a sense of a, a, a collective effort yeah. that, that, yes, mm-hmm. you've not got the discount and others yeah. have, but it's about getting as many PE fans, fans in general. Together. I think in it there. is, yeah. yeah. You may have to take the hit for others to be able to come, but yeah. hopefully, you taking that hit brings yeah. two or three others per person yeah. or, or whatever. And, it might and be. the concession ones are not taking the hits, they've stayed the same. Yeah. You, you know, so they, they, they've had a concession. It shouldn't be a sort of me and him type situation. It's yeah. like, uh, yeah, it's more a collective. And, I, you know, I, I just think, you know, like for, um, as I say, the, the normal working man, you know, like family man who's, who's been paying 400 quid for a season ticket, mm-hmm. been paying 400 quid for theirs, two kids season tickets as well. So, you know, you're probably looking at six, 700 quid. Yeah. So I think this reduction just might encourage, you know, more more people to buy a season ticket plus others in their family one as well. Yeah. Sometimes you got to look at the broader picture. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just trying to find it now. Do you know off the top of your head when you have to buy these early day early bird? Is it early? June, is it fourth of June? Fourth of, of June, June, correct. Five five p.m. on fourth of June. There you go, everyone. Just yeah. in case, we'll do our bit plugging yeah. the season tickets. You've got to pay, Saturday fourth you know, like, of June. Th- th- there'll, be, there'll be a payday at the end of May. Um, you know, in that, you know, so which is important. So. And, yeah. um, and get your discount by uh, the 4th of June, June yeah. just so yeah. you know. Goals up after that, yeah. Yeah, but I think that's about it for this week, Dave. talked a lot of yeah, 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 it's yeah. a bit longer than normal, I think. Yeah, only, I about, only about 10 minutes, like, so, that. yeah. Talk about North End all day. Yeah, well, depends if people <laughs> listen to it, that's the problem. Yeah. Uh, anything else you'd like to add? No, I'll just say, again, congratulations, congratulations to the under-19s, mm. again, uh, as I say, for winning their league title and prominently being part of that central league yeah. team which has won the league they've got two more chances to win silverware as well they got the trophy on the pitch at half time during the Blackburn Good game trophy as well yeah and had a nice parade round which it richly deserved yeah um, and hopefully some of those lads will be seeing them progress to the first team picture over the next few years yeah hopefully a, a, a fair bit of them in pre-season as well yeah and uh, so yeah so really yeah so that's been the encouragement I'm trying to put Blackburn down to <laughs> yeah. one side and then Gentry Day, well, like, let's gentry. make Gentry Day what it's about. Mm-hmm. Um, 
no daft behaviour. That's just go, be respectful. Um, you know, remember, we're all, we all got Barnsley with someone in our heads yeah. that we know who were an OFM fan. My granddad's have. on the big flag. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, yeah, they, <laughs> they got the everyone's names got for a it. name there, yeah. someone you used to go to football with, someone you know. Everyone will go to Barnsley. Every OFM fan will go to Barnsley with someone in their mind, you know, mm. maybe sadly more than one, you know, but we all go... And that's what it's about, Gentry Day. It's not about how many pints you can stick down your throat. Yeah. It's what is, you know, it's nice to have a drink and everything, but proper behaviour. Yep. You know, like, um, you know, like, 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 let's do it properly. Let's behave like the Gentry. Cool. Right. Well, keep in touch with us uh, on Twitter between now and then at Tom Sandals at said underscore LEP and at LEP underscore football for all our PNE content. Go to lep.co.uk for daily PNE stories and buy the paper by the Lancashire Post for PNE content in there, as well as some more Northwest football, Morecambe and Trolley and the like. But all that's left to say is thank you very much for listening.